Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like dating a millionaire, but we've got a better chopper. (laughs) Have you ever been there? Yeah, no, no, we know. Miranda, here's the thing. Do you need to explain it? it, That makes it funnier. Yes. Oh, so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, My name is... Sorry. My name is Bibi Lynch. And I'm Miranda Kane. And who are we chatting with today? Today, we're going to be chatting with someone who's going to tell us all about what it's been like living with 10 years of Fifty Shades of Grey. It is Sir Annabelle (laughs) Knight. It's Knight with a K, so it's it's Sir Knight. (laughs) I am Annabelle Knight, and I am a UK-based sex and relationship expert working largely with the adult retailer Love Honey. Welcome back to Good Sex, Bad Sex, sex and relationship expert at sexual wellness brand Love Honey and Friendo Pod. It's Annabelle Knight. Yay! Hi. Annabelle, ask Miranda to do her new accent. No, oh, Miranda, don't. Could you do your... no, go no, on. No. Oh, terrible accents. <laughs> oh, go on, do it. Let's hear it. What's your favourite accent to do, Annabelle? What's yours? <laughs> I can't do anything. The other day I tried to do Welsh and my husband went, so you can do accents. That was a really good scouse. And I was like, <laughs> supposed to be Welsh, but okay. <laughs> Happy birthday, Fifty Shades of Grey, 10 <gasps> this month. I know. It's, I can't believe how quickly the time's gone by. It just seems like yesterday we were getting the first Fifty Shades of Grey sex toy boxes in the warehouse. And now it's, it's 10 years later. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. There's a real connection, isn't there, between Love, Honey and Fifty Shades? Yes. So I um, work really closely with online adult retailer Love Honey. They are the sexual happiness people. Your pleasure is their only goal in life. So um, they really have you at the forefront. <laughs> what a plug! What a, <laughs> what a plug! plug. <laughs> I know, but I do. I Love Honey, with... who? They're the ones that have your sexual wellness at the forefront of pleasure. This is why she gets paid the big bucks, people. They, they really do, though. It might sound... Pre-rehearsed and as though I have a post-it note with those very words on right next to me. But that is the truth. I've got a post-it note with golf sale on. So <laughs> who is winning here? Who is... is winning in life? Oh, it's you. It is you. But Love Honey, do um, they, they do care about your orgasm. And as such, when Fifty Shades of Grey came out and it literally exploded onto the scene... They took it upon themselves to go, do you know what? Let's do some official Fifty Shades of Grey sex toys. Uh, they struck a deal. Literally, I think it was like seven or eight months after the book came out. Um, our product developer, Bonnie, was overseas developing Fifty Shades of Grey sex toys. So it happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, since then, I think that I read somewhere on the Love Honey website that they were selling like 300 Kegel balls a month before Fifty Shades of Grey. and then. Bam, it's 3,000 a month. So, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey has done wonders for um, the, the sale of sex toys. Just for anyone who might be new to this, what's a Kegel ball? Just to... Shall I show you? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, pop them out. <laughs> the old squat and scoop. Let me sneeze. Let me quickly cough. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kegel balls are... They're also known as Benoit balls, and they are basically um, little round balls, sometimes with a, a removal cord, sometimes without, if you're a pro. Um, and the idea is that you insert them into your vagina and your body will kind of naturally tense around them and hold them in. And then you 
do what's known as a little Kegel workout. And if you want to activate your Kegel muscles, just next time you go for a wee, start and stop your flow of urine and there your Kegel muscles. That's the sensation you're looking for. Mm. Um, and having a strong Kegel muscle or pelvic floor is really good for you. It can lead to stronger orgasms, better sex. And as I get older, I realise this is a lot more important than anything else. Better bladder control. So, <laughs> has oh, this got a, this got so sexy so quickly. I know that been an, like an interesting side um, side effects, like because it's not just the toys and uh, the narrative that comes with Fifty Shades, but there's also the sex education. Absolutely. Do you know what? One of the things I love about um, Fifty Shades of Grey as a as an entity is that it kind of gave the kink apprehensive folk out there permission to experiment because it was so popular because you could get on the tube or the train or the bus stop and see people reading it it suddenly became just okay like everyone was doing it and if they weren't reading it you think well maybe they're doing it maybe they're being inspired by it um so yeah it gave a whole swathe of people who perhaps wouldn't have dipped their toe into the world of BDSM a chance to do so so I think Fifty Shades is brilliant for that. Do you think it's made our sexual behaviour more uh, adventurous then or you know less coy? Well yeah definitely Love Honey have seen um, you know a a massive growth since Fifty Shades of Grey came out I think tenfold um, especially in like areas like bondage and light BDSM. The reason this could have you know, happened is because um, publications, magazines, the internet are becoming more sex positive. There's a lot more kind of sex positive sex educators out there taking up a public space. Um, So it is becoming more acceptable to chat about, you know, the nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. But you can't deny the fact that Fifty Shades of Grey comes out, boom, sex toy sales, or they just heighten year on year on year and we see massive boosts in sales when a new book comes out or a new film so there definitely is a 50 shades of great effect it was like the rabbit in sex and city wasn't it to remember yeah, you know oh the kind God. of effect that had you know 50 shades of, i do find it intriguing because i kind of yeah it's, it's brought bdsm more into the mainstream and made it acceptable which then i guess in a way some people were that part of the excitement of some of those practices is that they're not mainstream so I guess that kind of loses that a little bit but also there's the whole consent issue Mm. has it has it has it hindered that within the book yeah there's not a great deal of yeah I mean I think when the books came out it I mean it is 10 years ago so we didn't have these open conversations and dialogues about things like consent and there's been a lot of movement within feminism like me too and and people have become much more aware of how important consent is Um, it's still not fully taught in schools which I still think is madness but the conversation around consent has become louder as the years have progressed And and I think I mean, I would like to see, and it's probably a completely like pie in the sky big ask, but maybe like a second edition version where consent could be put in. And then, you know, yeah, I mean, it's It's not mentioned in the book much. um, And it is very important. A lot of people who are part and parcel of the kind of BDSM scene and, and practice BDSM as a kind of like their bread and butter sexual practices found it a bit, you know, it's one of the main things is, is you have your safe word, you have consent, you discuss your boundaries. Um, and it's a really respectful um, practice. 
which is kind of overlooked in the book. It's more about control and, you know, being in charge. Isn't there a contract in the book? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. There is a contract. But there there definitely needs to be um, kind of more awareness around how BDSM works. It's not, I mean, I think giving permission to people to safely practice BDSM with Fifty Shades of Grey being so popular is one brilliant thing but if you're going into it without any experience and you don't do any research and you don't have these conversations it's easy to um, fall foul of it and you know you can cause people trauma and damage through that so it's it's really important to have those conversations and and to do things like this podcast where we can talk about it and people can listen and think but you know what I've never even thought about consent and boundaries within BDSM because it's so it presents itself as one thing when it's really quite another because consent isn't a contract it's it, that, mm. that always sort of felt like it was going from zero to 90 miles an hour <laughs> without even stopping for is it all right if I spank you it totally overlooks the fact that um you know when you're having sex with someone or when you're engaging in any practice, consent is actually an ongoing conversation. So to contractualize it actually negates it. So it doesn't, it kind of, it cancels itself out when you have to sign a contract to say you give permission for someone to do this because it doesn't allow for you to change your mind or to feel a different way at a certain point. So consent is an ongoing conversation and it never hurts to say, is this okay for you? Unless you want it to. (laughs) I think the most offensive thing that I found was, yes, all the consent things, but also the amount of blokes that would go on to dating apps and dating sites, and it would just be the torso picture of them with a tie wrapped around their wrist or something. It's like, call me daddy. Oh, fuck off, daddy. Jesus. (laughs) Do you know what? I've got to say, I would love that. I'd prefer that to a bloke holding a fish. <laughs> oh, oh, let's get a fish. Pick- let's get a fish tie and combine it all. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is brilliant that it brought. Um, I mean, confession here. I haven't read the book. I haven't read the book, but um, it it was good that it it brought consent at least the conversation. So you know, maybe it wasn't done well in the. You know, it wasn't how people would want it in the book, but it kind of brought that conversation up. How hands on is El James? So in the beginning, she, I mean, in the beginning, she still is. Every new toy that comes out, every new product, it has to have Erica's approval. Um, even now, we do Fifty Shades of Grey lingerie now, which is absolutely stunning. I, um, They sent me some, foolishly sent me some uh, to look at. And I was like, yeah, I'm not giving this back. Oh, no, the pants have come off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's absolutely gorgeous. And I know that, um, that Heather Mercer is Love Honey's lingerie designer. She designed it all basically alongside E.L. James. So she is really hands-on. I think she kind of lives and breathes this, this world that she's created. Well, uh, it's... it's- What's what's going to be our legacy, Miranda? <laughs> E.L. James is the oh, torso and, and ties to it. You know, you know contracts, right? Years ago, I interviewed um, a woman who was a dom and one of her um, clients, clients, punters, said that um, he wanted her to run him over in a car. And oh, I my went, goodness. And I went, what? And, and, I, and she said that she had to get him to write a contract. <laughs> it was like, and I said, but you couldn't do it. She went, no, no, but he was kept going on about it. So she got him to write something saying that if I do run you over, <laughs> if she does run me over, it's not my, her fault. I mean, I'm sure that wouldn't stand up in many courts. No, in this I mean, that's making me think of the, the guy that 
want the cannibal guy who made who found someone on the internet who wanted to be eaten and he made him sign sign a contract to say yeah you can eat me and I was like I don't think that's gonna work (laughs) why why hasn't the success been replicated do you think it seems because it seems really easy because everyone takes the mick out of the writing a little bit and it's it is you know a basic BDSM storyline but it's still very it's still the go-to thing to to talk about isn't it it's still yeah absolutely still the word so what do you think was captured and and you know do you think there there might be another one I mean there could be I think if there if there is another one it will ha- it will be from a writer or a story that has um progressed a lot in terms of what actually is kinky I, I read an interview with someone the other day about saying oh my god when 50 shades of gray came out I, it was so shocking I'd never read anything like this before and I think it's because it kind of packaged BDSM which a lot of people have as a kind of a vague idea and it's quite seedy and it's like lots of whips and chains and dungeons and then it took that notion and packaged it in a very easy to swallow glamorous way that made it super accessible to people and I think that you know it basically brought out the kinky side of everyone and when people like risk taking it you know it's why we drink it's why we gamble it's why we go over the speed limit slightly only ever so slightly please um wow but, you know it, from annabelle knight there i know <laughs> i went up to 73 miles an hour on the motorway yesterday accidentally <laughs> my speed limit <laughs> oh. dangerously but it does give people permission to um kind of take those risks but it's really safe because you're doing it from you're doing it vicariously through other people so I think that was part of the reason it was so successful mm. um and I you know I just think I mean it was on TOWIE I remember what I used to have to watch TOWIE for work and oh, I remember had seeing to, had to. <laughs> I'll tell you what every year every season it was the same story I'd watch the first episode and be like I can't believe I've got to watch this trash <laughs> fast forward one hour and I'm episode two and I'm like everyone quiet Towie's on (laughs) same story every season but I remember seeing it on Towie and just thinking I mean if that's not literally hitting the mainstream I don't know what it is so I think you know it was what they call it a publishing unicorn don't they there's only a few of them so you've got like Harry Potter Fifty Shades of Grey Lord of the Baby's new book (laughs) Baby's new book Obviously Chasing Clouds by Annabelle Knight. (laughs) Yes. Ah, There we go. Um, One of the things about it is also there's that feeling of lavishness, like he's very rich and Mm. anything can happen. Is it hard to replicate that feeling of lavishness in sex toys, but also keeping it like a, a... you know, a, a affordable level. Like I know I sound like I'm being, uh, oh, how do you blah, blah, blah. But like, honestly, because you want to have that whole Christian Grey, this is a rich, lavish lifestyle. But at the end of the day, you are also making a moulded piece of plastic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it is a difficult line to tread. Um, I think Rupani have done it really well. They've kind of graded the sex toys, so the different ranges for different things. So you have got the the really kind of opulent luxury end, and then you've got kind of the the basic standard Fifty Shades of Grey, the first stuff that came out, which is a little less um, a little less pricey. What's the what's the most expensive one? What's the? Oh my goodness, you're testing me now. The bondage <laughs> stuff, the yeah. the proper bondage stuff is um, quite not really expensive. It's still all like affordable, but it's the the top end. So were you so, so when you were saying, Mary, do you think that if there was a, a book or something that came out that was as huge, 
it would be because what I was saying at the beginning that the, the thing about when you make something less taboo you are you making it less exciting and do you then have to really push the boundaries so what would what would the now what what would be risky now what would seem outrageous now what would seem oh my god what would be taboo now I mean I I wrote a scene with um, a sex machine in my first novel because I was like, what's, yeah. You can call me BB. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I don't, I mean, everyone has their own boundaries and their own safe space, therefore creating their own version of what is taboo. I think um, the trick is probably to cater for a wider audience by, you know, the average person on the street probably has tried a little bit of spanking, maybe a a light BDSM, but they won't have been, you know, tying their partners up and leaving them for three days. Actually, why would I say that? No one does that. Wait, you just reminded (laughs) me. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) I wondered where he was. Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm trying to say is that most people have... um, you know, different levels of what is taboo. So if you cater, if you if you do almost a Fifty Shades of Grey sex toy sliding scale within your writing, then you cater for more people. And while, like, I've had a few people who read my first book say, oh, some of the scenes were a bit much, I had to skip over them. Whereas other people have gone, I was expecting so much more kink. And I'm like, oh, how do you, how do you balance this? Because you, you tend to alienate one group of people, if not another. So I guess you just have to write what you think is uh, edgy and effective at the time. And some people, it... like, there's a lot of people in the kink world that just like to be contrarians. There's a lot that just like <laughs> to just be like, I'm more kinkier than you and we <laughs> like to do it. Trust me. Is it, is it, um, is it sexy writing sex scenes? No. Um... <laughs> I wish it was. It's quite. It, it kind of was very exciting when I first started doing it, but it gets prescriptive quite quickly. Um, so you have to. It's more hard work writing. It, well, I feel it's really hard work writing an imaginative, unique sex scene because it's very easy to fall into the kind of standard trappings of romance and erotica writing. So it's uh, it it is really taxing. I always need a glass of wine after I've written the sex scene. How many words for penis have you had to come up? With? I was at Miranda. I was just going <laughs> to say it. I was just going to ask that you know, the throbbing member. Obviously, yeah. I actually have oh. a spreadsheet of um, body parts and various. Ways to describe them so at one point when I'm a little fatigued I'm just like oh I'll just go turgid shaft <laughs> throbbing great done that's it's like kind of right by numbers well, you get the adjective and the noun and just like, <laughs> together. Oh, I'll have that one I'll have fuck trumpet there we go perfect <laughs> uh, did you think the book empowered women do you know I'm quite marmite on this question I do think so in some ways. I think women, um, from the Love Honey sales stats and data that we collected, a lot of women were buying, um, you know, kind of kinkier sex toys uh, and were looking at them more. So I think probably personally with their own personal sex life, yeah, I think it did. I don't know whether now anyone would say, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey, has a lasting effect on me and I still feel empowered by it. But I do think at the time women were, you know, they were reading out and out erotica in public spaces. That is quite empowering. Mm. And talking about it as well, like there were book groups. And I think that's, that's part of the empowerment to be able to, 
because there was one, there was a film made about it. And I think that's, that's it. It's not just mm. sitting there reading it. It's being able to say to your mates, oh my God, you know what I really love is if my partner did this or I had a partner that mm. did that. Like I know so many, so many of my female friends were just like, yeah, do you know what? I know I come across as quite dominant, but all I really want is for someone just to throw me against the wall. And <laughs> Run me over to... with their car. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> I mean... Take it me up you, in their helicopter. It makes you quite emotional. It's so beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's an A, B question. How much is E.L. James worth? B, would she like two new daughters? <laughs> um, I'm not sure on the uh, daughter's front, but I can yeah. tell you that I know off the top of my head yeah. that she's worth $150 million. Oh, my God. No, that's dollars. That's nothing. That's not pounds. Oh. I don't know. I can't do that. I mean, isn't it about the same, roughly? It's about £90 million, pounds, yeah. Here's, here's the thing I'm going to do, and I think because I think this is going to make us all the money, why don't we do our three shades of beige? Mm. Oh, I like three it. shades of talk. Three shades talk. of ecru. Miranda, joining in? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own I don't, don't know what she's on again now. <laughs> <laughs> what's your what? favorite sex annabelle what's your favorite sex toy from the from the line from the oh okay one that you know <laughs> what would you go for my favorite sex toy from the line is probably as a vibrator called the charlie tango which is named after his helicopter and <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it, I, I just like, I quite like the name more than anything. But <laughs> shouldn't um, it be called Chopper? <laughs> well, no, his helicopter is Charlie Tango, which always bothered me because having uh, known someone with a helicopter, um, that's not what how they call them. So oh, they've got like five letters. Oh, hang <laughs> on. Oh, hang on. Who I know. did you know with a helicopter? I almost don't want to say this, but my dad. <laughs> Oh, bless oh. it! And how, did, and how did they name them then? The fact that it was a model one. No, oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> how, do, how do they name They have, like, two letters, then a hyphen, then three letters. So, I mean, he could be saying just the first two, but... Um, yeah. Unbelievable, oh. Miranda. I didn't know we had royalty on, this, on the I podcast know. today. I know. I know. Amazing. Oh, amazing. If you could see me, I'm flicking my hair over my shoulder. You are looking so over your hair. You've got someone to flick your hair for you. How yes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Servant man. Is there still a demand for Fifty Shades? It's been 10 years. Is it still going strong? Do you know what? Yeah, it is. I mean, the um, I read a stat earlier that since it came out, it sold 5 million copies, just print copies in the UK. And it's it has levelled off, but it's pretty, you know, it's pretty standard and I think largely it's younger women buying it maybe they weren't allowed to have it when they were teenagers and or when they were first like excited by it and it's been this coveted book for until they are in oh cool. I mean we had the Judy Blooms back in our day mine was <laughs> the one page of sex from a Judy Bloom novel and were old enough to get it from the library it's like straight on that and you can just Feel where everyone had gone to the same page where the sex scene was. So it's automatically open. Yeah, it's like a rite of passage. You have yeah, to get absolutely. In, and now you have to get your Fifty Shades in. Yeah. We had have, we have one book in our household, 
one seriously we have one book in our house. I was going to say it was, it was the Bible it was the yeah. Bible so we have two books we have three books we have the Bible the Argus catalog no. um and it was a book called the six-fingered stud <laughs> oh. I had horse rearing well, I was going to say, I had riders, and I can't remember who wrote it off the top of my head, but I can remember... Jenny Cooper, Jenny Cooper, yeah. I had the... I, I mean, I don't actually remember reading it. I remember seeing it on the bookshelf and thinking, one day I'm going to take one that. But, but never doing it, because I was like, they're going to know. They'll see it's not there, and they'll know it's me. So I just kind of stared at the cover a lot and imagined what happened. Oh, and, <laughs> and really look at tragic. us now. Look at us now. I might um, buy that now. There's nothing stopping me as a 36-year-old woman. Woman. Are you now six? you can write the book yeah. of what you imagined um, writers yes. to be. I should do that. That's not a bad idea. Maybe and we could just... write the book. Oh, what yeah. have you just oh. picked up? It's a it's a lip balm. Oh, lovely. I'm going to do mine. I thought um, I thought Andrew was just picking up a pen to write down your well, steal your idea. Miranda. Oh, you can have that. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Where do people find out about all these fabulous products? Oh, if you have had your interest piqued by uh, our chat about Fifty Shades of Grey sex toys, then you should just Google the words love honey or the word. It's one word. Um, They're kind of worldwide now, so you can you can buy them all over the globe pretty much. Um, Just search Fifty Shades of Grey sex toys. I mean, they're so kind of for me, ubiquitous with good sex now, that it's an obvious choice. So if you are interested in Fifty Shades of Grey in any way, um, the bondage side of things, the sex toy side of things, the lingerie side of things, head over to the Love Honey website and have a gander. Have you found any funny knockoffs? Have you found any ones that are like you know what? I Fifty haven't... Rays of Grey or something? Or... I bet there are. There's, I bet there's like kind of fan fiction because it started off as fan fiction, didn't it? It was yeah. like fan fiction. Yeah. And I, that, I mean, it's a fan fiction inception. If there's fan fiction of Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey, but I bet there's some out there. Three Shades yeah. of Torp or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Annabelle Knight. And how do people keep up with what you're up to? Oh, follow me on my social media channels. Just search Annabelle Knight um, and I'll pop up. Twitter is largely work-based, but if you fancy seeing pictures of my dogs and what I have for my dinner, head over to Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I love that. I loved all that. It was so interesting. How do you think, has Fifty Shades impacted on you? Um, yeah, I think because you just get so many people that uh, are talking about it and wanting to experiment and they just want to know. They just want to know where they start. But it's it's weird. I'm like, is it Fifty Shades that has been the, the inspiration or has it just been that I'm a bit older now and women my age and the people that I'm talking to in comedy nights or writing like in blogs and everything and they're getting older and they're just at the stage where it's it's really hard to tell but we're getting it's things like this are getting sex into the mainstream I think has yeah. been something that has been springboarded from Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Well, like, to the extent that supermarkets stock sex toys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. That's incredible, isn't it? (laughs) So you can buy, yeah, sex toys in supermarkets. I think you're right with representation. Like, you know, showing that someone is in to the same thing that you think about and you fantasise about and you haven't had been able to express yourself, then knowing that you can express yourself through it and it's just i mean it's it's got a horrendous rep because it's not the best written book and there are problems with it 
but yeah you can't deny that it's still got such a massive social impact yeah better or worse thank you to the brilliant annabelle knight uh my name is bb lynch i'm miranda kane and good sex bad sex was produced by juliet nichols for metro.co.uk um, please get in touch with us on Twitter at GoodSexBadSex with the triple X at the end or GoodSexBadSex without the triple X on Instagram. And if you have a sexy question or query um, or you'd like to talk to us about your sex life, um, you know, don't be, be, be respectful. Uh, get in touch, info at sexpod.co.uk. And we are going to see you next week. Unless, of course, we're tied up. Hey! hey.